Close to Home, where we share the topics that hit close to home as we manage the care needs of our local community with President and CEO, Malik Joshi. Hi everyone, it's Malik Joshi here today with today's guest, Dr. Seema Wong, who is an allergy and immunology specialist at Meredith's Allergy and Asthma Specialist. Dr. Awan joined our group, our community, a year ago, and she is from the region, uh, went to Temple Undergrad Medical School in Penn State, Internal Medicine Residency at George Washington University, and a fellowship at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. She knows a lot, and she's a great baker, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on here. All right, so we can start with some of the easy ones, right? So your sure. favorite vegetable. Okay, well, I uh, just want to preface that I don't want to be judged, but <laughs> Brussels sprouts oh. are secretly delicious if they're done correctly. I don't think you'd be judged at all, but I enjoy Brussels sprouts. Oh, okay. And, and okay. these days when you do put some bacon and maple syrup yeah. and all that stuff, they're pretty good. Yeah, I, I go pretty hard on the seasoning. So do you? Next time I make them, I might need to bring them by. All right. So chili powder. Chili powder, yeah. Yep. Paprika, yes. garlic powder, salt, and then bacon fat. I'm in. Yeah, please let me know when this. Yeah. Okay, what about your favorite restaurant in the community? Okay, so this one, all right. This one is not a true restaurant. It's more of like a quick shop, but I am secretly obsessed with hummus. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people are, but it's just so good. Yep. Um, I love vegetables mixed with meats and rice and whatever sauces I want. And, you know, if you're ever behind me at hummus, <laughs> I'm the one that gets every single topping. So, you know, it's like the food is good for two or three days. Are but you a falafel person at hummus? I like falafel like, too, but yeah. they're, you know, they're chicken and yeah. their meats are delicious. All right. That's cool. So... I don't know if, can I ask, do you have any allergies yourself? Uh, <laughs> you know, every, uh, I have, uh, I'll say about one or two patients per week will ask me that question. And I always sort of giggle because I do not have any allergies. Um, I don't get seasonal allergies. I don't have any food or medication allergies, but I do have a husband who has allergies. Okay. So naturally I understand okay. uh, because of him. So talk to us a little bit about allergies. It, it always seems like you hear more and more about it. Is that just because we're more observant or what is the rise? What's the trends in allergies with? Yeah, this, this is a great question. I actually have um, tons of my food allergy patients specifically who ask this question. Uh, you know, they say when I was growing up or whatever was the case, I never even heard about a peanut right. allergy and now my child has a peanut allergy. Um, so there are a couple of reasons we think that this is happening. A, probably a, a small part of it is that more people are just hearing about this sort of thing. There's social media. Um, there's a lot of information that goes out. But an even larger uh, part of this uh, is likely that there was a time approximately, I would say within the last 10 to 15 years where a lot of um, a lot of people were being recommended to avoid uh, certain allergenic foods, and so what we found was that when people started avoiding these allergenic foods and were delaying introduction, um, that it actually increased the risk wow. of developing a food allergy. So that we believe is one of the major reasons why this is this mm. is now coming about. And you know, in the in the past, we used to always hear penicillin allergy. Yeah. What does that mean today, and what does that really mean? Is that 
Yeah. So you, you guys can't see this, but I'm smiling here <laughs> because um, that's something that's super, super dear to my heart. Um, I brought the Penicillin Challenge Clinic to our office last spring. Um, and the reason for that is because uh, penicillin allergy is so predominant. Um, but out of 90% of people who have penicillin allergy, actually, mm -hmm. 90% of those people outgrow them after about 10 years. Really? Yep. So, you know, it's a great way to get patients in and get them cleared of their allergy. So that's why I brought the clinic to our office. Um, what has happened is a lot of people, especially kids, will be given a type of penicillin, whatever penicillin that they're given, um, and they'll develop a rash during uh, during the course of the antibiotics. And then and then they're labeled with this penicillin allergy oh. uh, where kids just get rashes for whatever reason. Uh -huh. um, and so a lot of people just have these, these um, labels in their chart. Um, and then we have other people who have true allergies, but they outgrow them after about 10 years. Um, so it's really, really satisfying to be able to, to be able to delabel patients of, of a penicillin allergy. So what do you do in the clinic for this? Yeah. So we do um, a two part skin test and then, as long as the skin test is negative, it puts them at a 98% likelihood of being able to tolerate penicillin. Wow. Um, so then we just have them come back in and give them a dose of penicillin in the office. So are there other <clears throat> things that you can grow out of as an allergy? Yeah, definitely. So a lot of the food allergies, there's, so, you know, each of the foods has its own percentage associated with it, of course. Um, but about 10 to 20% of peanut and tree nut um, allergic patients can outgrow them. Um, we bring them into the office when we think that they're low risk, and we actually give them either peanuts or tree nuts in the office to clear them of their uh, of their food allergy. Things like eggs and milk, about 80% of people will outgrow those. Wow. That's really interesting. Now, what about kids? This is what, you know, parents, especially around the springtime, not far away, is that on the rise? What's going on with with kids and all their allergies. And yeah. you mean seasonal, seasonal allergies? Seasonal allergies, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's been a mix of a couple of different reasons. Um, I think prior to COVID, uh, most likely what was going on that has changed probably in the last three years is that I think something happened during COVID that people decided after COVID that any sort of symptoms that they're having you know, could this be COVID? Could this mm -hmm. be a viral illness? And so there's been a lot of that where people have been confused about whether viral illnesses could be the cause of their symptoms. Um, but if people are having symptoms pretty consistently, um, then that is a cause to think about seasonal allergies. Um, there are a couple of different hypotheses of why people or kids uh, are developing seasonal allergies or asthma more often. There's some thought that, you know, we're, we're too clean now. Um, then there's some thought that uh, patients who grow up closer to highly polluted areas may have higher risk of develop developing different allergies. And then there's another hypothesis about um, like the farm hypothesis where, you know, if, if, if you're exposed to sort uh, dirt and mud mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. different animals, you're less likely to get these allergies, but these are all hypotheses mm -hmm. that we kind of put together to decide or think about what could be the cause of uh, allergies being on the rise. But if anyone tried to tell you with 100% assurance, they probably don't know what they're talking about. So that could be me too. Well, we're so lucky to have you in our community. You're working in a great practice, very busy practice. People go to you all the time for needed care, and we so appreciate what you do for them. So thank you very much. Oh, of course. We, we love taking care of every, every patient. It's, it's such an honor uh, to be able to bring new things to our community, 
Um, it would be an even bigger honor to try and get rid of the penicillin uh, uh, label on your chart. Um, and then any food allergies, any of that stuff, we, we really enjoy taking care of the patient. So we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. That's great. So last question would be being in the community, growing family. What do you like to do? What's most fun around here? Okay, so we really enjoy ice cream and being outside. Oh, so, yeah. another, so have you done the ice cream trail? Then? Oh, I haven't done the ice cream oh, trail, but okay. we did hear about it and our plan is to consider it. But, <laughs> you know, we have bikes and so we have one of those where you attach your toddler in there. Uh-huh. So I throw her in there. Sometimes she likes it, sometimes she doesn't. Um, but, you know, it's it's a lot of fun to go biking. We really enjoy doing things outdoors. We enjoy all of the ice cream places. We think we've tried all of them. I don't have a favorite just yet, but uh, you know we're we're gonna keep trying. It's a fun challenge to take on. <laughs> yes, glad you're doing it. Well, Dr. Wan, thank you so much for joining us on Close to Home. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you for everything you do, and uh, just so excited that you're in our community. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. I know it's gonna be-